Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Do you want to boost your metabolism for weight loss without depriving yourself? Hi, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Show. I'm Dr. Patricia Mills, medical doctor who likes to take complicated science and break it down for you into easy to understand information so that you can start acting it out right away for immediate results. And today we're going to be talking about an amazing three-step metabolism boosting morning routine. And today I have joining me my very special guest, Nagina Abdullah. And Nagina is an online weight loss coach who helps midlife women lose weight without depriving themselves. Hi, Nagina, and welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm so excited to be here, Dr. Patricia. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. And I was, you know, we've met before, uh, you've interviewed me, I've checked out all of your resources, uh, and I've seen your testimonials on your website, like the pictures, the before and after pictures of women. It's just like mind blowing, actually. Um, and I'm guessing that what you're going to be sharing with us today are some of the strategies that you help uh, women lose weight, uh, especially in midlife where it, when it can be particularly difficult to do so? Oh my gosh, yes. And thank you so much for checking out those pictures. They are so just uplifting and also provide a lot of hope for many people who are on the before side. And it can feel like it can be more of a struggle in midlife. And that's for a good reason. There are so many things that are happening that are different in our bodies in midlife that make it harder to lose the weight, but not impossible. And it can actually be very much figured out when you approach it in the ways that we talk about today, the scientific ways of increasing your metabolism versus calorie restriction and, and deprivation. And so we're going to really dive into that today. And I'm so excited about that. Amazing. And I, I, I don't know about you, like if you're listening or watching this, I really like to understand the story behind what motivates people like Nagina and myself to do what we're doing. Nagina, what was your entry into this world and, you know, the, like getting insight into these kinds of tips and strategies that really work? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I had struggled my entire life with losing weight and with my sugar cravings and with my relationship with food. I was really always, I felt like the person out of all of the, all of my group of people that I'd be with that worked so hard to count calories, to know what was in my food while everybody else was eating anything they wanted to, but they were able to look like they were fit and look in shape. And I was always the person that was a little bit uh, chubbier or a little bit not as in control, even though I was working so much harder. And it was really frustrating to me why that was. And so I kept trying to hack and understand what was going on. And 
So now I have I went to ha- get, get my degree in undergrad um, and got it in molecular and cell biology from UC Berkeley. And I learned a lot about understanding science, um, understanding uh, how to look at uh, the cause and effect of what we're putting into our bodies. And as I continued on with life, I was I, I came and revisited that at a moment where I had gained more weight, which was after I had two children. Um, and so I knew that I could no longer go on diets and lose 10 pounds and gain back 15, which was what had been happening because of the restrictive methods I had always followed to find the, the, the weight loss that worked for me. Um, and so by looking back at the research um, from my degree, I found there's foods to add that we can actually enjoy that can keep us more satiated versus feeling like we're hungry and that we're always thinking about food. I was actually, found, I actually found a way to, to reduce my cravings. And so after doing that research, I implemented some of the things I was, I was finding. We're going to talk about a lot of those today. Um, and I lost 40 pounds in nine months. And uh, that, was, that really got me to a place that was a whole new place in life. Like I not only lost the weight I gained after having children, but I went 20 pounds below that. So I was at that point, the most in shape I had been at that, you know, at that, you know, since, since ever before. But then I progressed and entered my 40s and it did become more challenging. I found that I was collecting belly fat in a way that hadn't happened before. My energy levels were different and the things that I was trying that worked before no longer worked. And so I started doing a few other things to really focus on increasing my metabolism and I was able to get back to my goal again. And now I've coached over 1,500 women in midlife to do the same thing. And it's all through natural foods and a sustainable lifestyle, which is the reason that I find this such my passion is because after dieting and trying every single thing out there, it's possible to find a way that you enjoy eating that keeps your metabolism high, reduces belly fat and keeps you at the healthiest place that you could be naturally. Amazing. And that story is probably one that many women would really relate to. Uh, And even men, you know, like it's not just the women out there, but we are going to focus in on the women today um, because we do have some unique like difficulties and and things we have to overcome in midlife, particularly with our hormones fluctuating, uh, you know, and that midlife, um, you know, you talked about the belly fat. It's like visceral adiposity is the medical term for it. And we're discovering that it is such a harmful kind of fat to have. And it's very, it causes inflammation in the body compared to the good kinds of fat, which are like, you know, underneath the cheekbones and around the breasts and gives you that womanly figure that, that the kind of fat that builds around the belly is actually not just a weight loss problem, not just like a visual thing that we want to improve on, but it's actually like an internal inflammation that can then predispose us to one of the number one causes for death in women over 50, which is heart attacks. So, and it can also predispose to Alzheimer's disease, cancer, diabetes, osteoporosis. So, I mean, this is really important. So we're going to really pay attention here as Nagina leads us through these three steps to boost your metabolism, understanding that when you, when you do these things, you're actually doing more than just boosting your metabolism for a more effortless weight, uh, you know, achieving your weight and staying there more effortlessly. It goes beyond that to whole body health. So I just wanted to really emphasize the importance of this conversation. All right, let's go for step one, shall we? 
Yes, absolutely. And, and this is really such a great place and, and a very impactful uh, strategy that we're talking about today. Because if you can make some changes to your breakfast or to your first meal of the day, for those of you that may be intermittent fasting, then you're going to see so many tremendous results. Because a lot of times, what's happening is that women are either under eating or men are under eating, or you are eating the, the wrong formula of foods at breakfast. And as a result, you're keeping, you're, you're keeping your metabolism low, you're storing fat, whereas you could actually be using food to burn fat and also feel satiated and no longer have those cravings that can come during the day. Um, so, so the metabolism boosting morning routine is something that you can instantly take action on. It is so simple and easy. And if you do this even for three to five days, you're going to find that your cravings subside in the mid morning and in the mid after in the afternoon, as long as you have a good lunch as well. And, uh, and you're going to see your weight dropping or your, and, or your pant size, um, decreasing your, your waist will start to shrink. You will notice the difference. This is very impactful. And also I'm just so excited to talk about this because it's something that I find very important in behavior change, which is, which is it's fun. Like we're going to have fun with this. And right. And, and yeah, and that's why this is a permanent sustainable. This is one step into your permanent sustainable lifestyle. When you make it fun, you look forward to it. So let's get, yeah, let's get started. So the first step of the uh, metabolism boosting morning routine is to have infused de-bloating water. Now, why you want to have this is because you really want to hydrate your body right away in the morning. Um, you want to get everything moving, but I'm going to show you how to amp up your water so that you also get some more de-bloating and more metabolism boosting happening from this water. So now what's really, really optimal is if you have a pitcher um, and you fill that up with six to eight glasses of water, it's going to be great if it's a glass pitcher, because you'll see this is going to be a very beautiful water that you're going to want to have in the morning. Oh yes, exactly. Just like that. Dr. Patricia, absolutely. Glass. <laughs> yes, or a glass, or you can have poured into your glass after you have it in the pitcher. Absolutely. Um, and you want to start off with having a uh, one lemon. So you want to cut that lemon in rounds and place it into the water. And the reason for the lemon is because it's detoxifying. The acidity of the lemon is going to help you cleanse some of the toxins from your body. And when you're consistent with it every day, you're going to continue to naturally detox your body without feeling like you have to go on a starvation detox. You're cleansing your body by adding this lemon. Now, secondly, you can add one cucumber and cut it the same way. You can keep the peel on because that way it's sturdier in the water. Cut it into circles and add that. Now, cucumbers are so beneficial to our de-bloating and to our weight loss journey because uh, cucumbers are 95% water. So what that means is you're getting even more water like from the, from the cucumber, having it in there, and water is going to cleanse your body, hydrate it, and ultimately water is going to be de-bloating your belly and your overall body because it's helping to reduce water retention. Um, it's helping to flush out sodium and other toxins that are sticking to your body from maybe something you ate. Maybe there was a processed food or a packaged food that you ate. Um, there may have been something in like a uh, when you went out to eat or some something that you got from takeout. This is where a lot of those um, those those extra sodium that extra sodium comes in, and so you're starting to flush that out with the water, and then that cucumber really is is ac accelerating that. Um, and then finally, you can add some mint. 
So what you can do is get six to 10 leaves of mint or sprigs of mint and just muddle it first so that your flavor really comes out and the scent really comes out. And then you add that to the water. And, uh, and so the benefits of mint are that mint sh has been shown that it is, uh, that it, that it actually curbs overeating and it curbs, uh, sugar cravings. And it's actually the scent of mint that is so powerful. So if you even had like a mint essential oil and you wanted to put that in there, that's also effective. But of course, looking at the fresh mint and the green leaves also adds to this entire experience. And so what you want to do is put the, all those in there, add that, add, put the pitcher into your fridge overnight. And in the morning, by the morning time, it'll be infused. And so you go to your fridge, you open it up, you know exactly what you're going to do in the morning, which is very important as well, that you have a structure and some kind of a routine, but it feels fun. You open the fridge, you see this beautiful pitcher of water, and you feel like you're in a spa. And, and this is really important because we're not restricting and you're not dieting and you're not looking at what to take out. Instead, you're looking at what to add. And it's a very positive experience and something that leads to you wanting to do this every day. So the infused deep loading water, you can have one glass of it um, at least. So at a minimum, you have one glass and you can leave the rest. You can have one glass every morning. If you want to have more, you can absolutely have more. Just at a minimum, have one. And you can also have it throughout the day. You can also have it at, at other temperatures. You don't have to put it in the fridge if you don't want to. Um, and you can even have it warm if you wanted to warm, to warm it up. Some people have, have the desire to have warmer water or lukewarm water. And that's totally fine. Um, one more thing is that if, if you were, if you drank the water, you know, in like a couple days, you could refill it. Um, for up to three days, because then that the all of the ingredients, the lemon and the mint and the cucumber are going to be fine for about three days. So you can just refill it um, so that you're not wasting all of those things. But after about three days, possibly four, you definitely want to change the water and just remake it. But otherwise, it's going to last you for that long. So this is a really positive start to your metabolism boosting morning. And it's very effective. You'll find that your cravings start to subside and your stomach starts slimming down because you're flushing things out with that one glass of water. I love that. I have, oh, I love that. There's so many good things about that. It's like a habit stack where you're doing with one action, like drinking one glass of water, you're getting so many benefits. Um, and it's interesting because with lemon juice, it's actually an alkalinizer within the body. It's an interesting effect in like it's acidic, but when it gets into the body, it alkalinizes, which is really, really good, as you say, for supporting like lowering inflammation and detoxification and really good for bone health, actually, to have a little bit more alkaline environment in there. Um, and what I love about the cucumber is it adds like some minerals. So you're getting from like, you know, the, the food, you're getting those minerals Mint is so fascinating because in Ayurveda, it's considered to be like a really potent inflammation lowering, kind of like putting out the fire. It's like a cooling effect in the body. And whether or not that happens, I just love Ayurveda and everything about it. So I, I just get interested in that. And yeah, for me, I, I subscribe to the drinking my water kind of lukewarm or warm, like the, um, I guess that's from traditional Chinese medicine. And again, I couldn't actually find any research to support that that's uh, beneficial over cold water. But anyways, it's just a kind of an interesting little things. One thing about the mint, when you see you muddle it, do you have like um, a mortar and pestle and you're like grinding it or something like, or you're chopping it? Like when you say muddle, what are you doing with the mint? 
Oh, I love that question. Yes. So absolutely. If you have a mortar and pestle like available right on your countertop and it's easy to do, then that's that's the, one of the best ways because you're getting the pressure of that mortar and pe uh, pestle so that you can really get the scent out. But actually, you can really do something as simple as having a cutting board in the back of a spoon and just like pushing it. And you can even use your hands and just kind of and just pressurize it gently because you're going to you're going to feel it, you're going to smell it you're going to smell the scent but it's going to activate the scent without doing that you're not going to get as much of the benefits of of the smell it'll still be good if you don't feel like doing it one day but you're going to recognize that it's going to be so much more um just just have such a, a such a more um powerful in a in a beautiful way you know the scent is going to come out amazing i just picked mint for my garden so i'm going to go do that like <laughs> oh that, that would feel so good if you have your own mint and you're making your own mint. That just feels so fulfilling as well. You know, that gives you that really good feeling that you're taking care of yourself just, just to the best possible way because you're growing it yourself too. Yeah, like it actually lifts you. There's this lifting feeling, this like lightness that comes up when you smell the mint. It was interesting. It's like, as you say, it's engaging all the senses, the visual, the, um, you know, the, the sensory, like all that. So I love it. Okay, I'm 100% going to be doing this. So thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's see step two. And okay, so yes, this one is so exciting and also so so delicious. And it's uh, often the most people's favorite step of the metabolism boosting morning routine. Um, this is actually the thing that really got me started on my 40 pound weight loss and something I continuously do every single day without missing it. And that is to add cinnamon to lower blood sugar and you add that to your coffee or tea, or if you're having a smoothie or you're having oatmeal, you sprinkle cinnamon on. So cinnamon is really a secret it's a, it, the benefits of it are a secret because we think that we use it, you know, often for, for baking, but actually what cinnamon does is it's an amazing replacement for sugar and it doesn't spike your insulin like sugar does. So it's correcting a huge, huge issue, especially in coffee or tea, which could be very healthy for you, but often we add so much sugar or creams or other things and it really becomes, you know, quite quite a, the sugar bomb instead of something that can actually be good for you. So when you add cinnamon, what cinnamon does is it has the properties that it, it any sugar that's in your blood, instead of your sugar being stored as fat, it really just bring, brings it down without it being stored as fat. So it's, it's, it's actually helping you store less fat. So that's why this is so critical. And it's kind of ironic that you're adding a food to your, to your morning routine, but you're actually um, storing less fat by adding it. And that's why it's another positive aspect and a positive reason that the metabolism boosting morning routine is so effective because we're treating ourselves versus restricting ourselves. And, um, and so the other benefit that cinnamon has is that it helps you get that sweet into your day and it, and it helps you subside your sweet cravings without sugar. And so, so cinnamon is completely natural. It's not an artificial type sweetener. Um, it's a different kind of sweet that it doesn't alert your brain and make you feel like you have this quick, sharp feeling of, of, of sweetness. It's very calming. 
And so by adding cinnamon, it's a great way to still get your sweetness, but do it in, in a smarter way so that you're not uh, releasing insulin, which is the result of adding sugar, um, or you're not keeping your brain addicted to sugar, which happens when you're using artificial sweeteners that replicate sugar. Um, so it's a really great thing. I actually have this thing called a spice missile, which is a tiny little, um, uh, tiny little container. And I put that in my purse. So whenever I'm out, there's a lot of coffee shops that don't have cinnamon or places that I go that don't have it, especially if you're traveling abroad, they don't have cinnamon all the, all the time. So I just sprinkle it into my coffee. Sometimes I sprinkle it onto the fruit that I'm eating. You can sprinkle it onto your dessert as well because it really brings down your blood sugar um, and it's going to help you just stabilize that and still get that sweet. Oh, I love this on so many levels. I mean, food as medicine is my jam. So <laughs> it's like you're using these like very potent uh, molecules in the cinnamon that have very different effects. So what I'm hearing and what I know from the science and just to reiterate, because I really want this to hit home for people is that cinnamon actually has a blood sugar lowering effect. So if I were to give you a teaspoon of sugar and give it to you with cinnamon and without cinnamon, that same teaspoon of sugar will be absorbed and have different effects in the body if you have the cinnamon in a, and it's in a better way. The cinnamon helps lower your blood sugar for when you have blood when you have sugar in your diet, right? So like when you add cinnamon to oatmeal, cinnamon uh, oatmeal does get turned into simple sugars in your gut and it gets absorbed. Uh, it's a it's a different kind of absorption from candy sugar, right? It's a nice slower absorption compared to candy. And when you add cinnamon, the absorption is even slower to get a really nice blood sugar, um, you know, response to eating that oatmeal compared to not adding cinnamon. Uh, and that minimizes the body's release of insulin because insulin is made in response to the, how high your blood sugar goes. So you don't get as high of an insulin response. And the job of insulin is to take the energy from your blood and put it into your tissues. And if you have excess energy, it gets stored as fat. So that kind of, you know, that's like linking, connecting the dots, why adding cinnamon will improve your um, attempts at achieving and maintaining your ideal weight for the same food that you're eating when you add that cinnamon. And I love to add a cinnamon stick to my bone broth. It just infuses the broth with cinnamon. And then I use that bone broth to cook my rice, to make my stews. So I, I'm 100% on board with the cinnamon trend. And what I'm also hearing is that not only does it actually improve your body's response to blood sh to, to sugar in your diet, you can actually replace sugar in your diet with cinnamon. And the, the comment on artificial sweeteners is very important because I've just done a deep dive on the gut microbiome and the health of how that impacts your gut health and how that imp impacts your whole body health. And to this date, I have not found an artificial sweetener that actually does not harm the gut microbiome or affect it in some way that we have yet to fully understand. So for now, I just stay away from art artificial sweeteners completely. And I love cinnamon for what you're describing is that it does provide that kind of sweetness. And what I found is that um, Ceylon cinnamon is a kind of cinnamon, the C-E-Y-L-O-N, mm -hmm. Ceylon cinnamon. It doesn't have a compound that in some people, if you have a lot of it, it can be a bit harmful. It's like a very bitter tasting compound. So when you buy Ceylon cinnamon, I find it's even less bitter. Like it's got more of that sweetness and it's safer 
to have in the quantities that we're recommending, which is daily, you know, and how much do you add like to your coffee? For example, do you put in like a quarter teaspoon or an eighth or a teaspoon? Like what are you dosing with? Yes. So you can really just put a pinch of it. You know, I just call it a pinch, but if you wanted to measure it, it would be a little bit less than an eighth of a teaspoon. So that really is just a small amount. I mean, it's not, it's just as much as you could just sprinkle it on top of your coffee, on your coffee cup and whatever covers the top, you you know, you can do that. And it doesn't have to be mixed in either. It doesn't always absorb as easily. You can just put it on the top and that's fine. Um, But, but the, the thing is, if you add more cinnamon can actually feel and it can taste a little spicy. So that's why you just want to add the right amount. And thank you so much for sharing about Ceylon cinnamon. Um, Ceylon cinnamon is, so the typical cinnamon that we get in the stores is usually what's called cassia cinnamon, but it just says cinnamon. And it's, it's, it's okay to have that cinnamon if you're eating smaller quantities. Some people say it's less than a teaspoon. I've also seen a lot of research that says, you know, if you're having less than two tablespoons, it's okay to have regular cinnamon. But if you're wanting to move in the direction of being the healthiest that you can, then then having purchasing the Ceylon cinnamon, um, either in a small spice jar or you could purchase a bigger bag of it if you wanted to. Um, it just it doesn't have those th- that compound that could sometimes uh, have some toxins in it if you eat it at larger amounts. Um, so that's going to be also the healthiest way that you could go about it. But if you have some cinnamon in your in your pantry and you want to start using it, you know, go ahead and use it as long as you're not e- using large quantity. For the day. Yes, absolutely. That's a very good point. Yeah. And then when you're done that cinnamon, maybe consider purchasing the Ceylon. Am I, am I saying it right? I think I was saying it wrong before. Is it Ceylon? It could be either. Before I just see it written. I'm like, Ceylon, yes, beautiful. You know, it sounds so magical and musical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I, so yes, step two is powerful and it's flavorful as, as, Nagina was saying it adds to your life. We're not we're not telling you to take anything away and maybe some swapping, some replacement of sugar with a with a and I tell people like if you've been adding like a teaspoon of sugar, you're not gonna be satisfied with immediately getting rid of the sugar and adding the Ceylon cinnamon. Maybe you're gonna be decreasing the dose of sugar over time and get you know, giving yourself a little bit more cinnamon over time so your your taste buds have time to adjust. So it's natural to have a withdrawal from sugar at first, like because the taste, but if you just gently with gently decrease the dose, so to speak, and and replace it with something like Ceylon cinnamon, it's really wonderful. So this is a great, great um, step two. I love it. So let's go into step three. So step three is really, you know, a very, very critical piece of the metabolism boosting morning routine. And this is to have a protein more breakfast. I'm going to give you some very specific examples of how to do this. Um, but, but starting at breakfast, it's incredibly important to satiate ourselves and boost our metabolism naturally with protein. And it's really interesting that protein is like, is, a, is kind of a, 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 a ingredient that we don't talk about the power of it in, in helping us to curb our appetite, which is what a lot of the weight loss drugs are actually doing such as Ozempic. So Ozempic is actually curbing cravings and, and, and stopping appetite so that people are not eating as much. But of course, you have to be on a prescription pill that is costing quite a bit of money. And it, once you go off of it, your appetite comes right back. 
So this is the natural way to actually feel full and satisfied. And it's as easy as adding more protein to your day um, and starting with your breakfast. Because it, if you do it right away in the morning, you're going to get your metabolism high and your blood sugar is going to be stable. It's not You're not going to feel these kind of uncontrollable cravings around lunchtime to eat more because you've already eaten more of the right food. So what protein, the reason it's so effective in, in boosting metabolism is that one of the things that it does is it digests more slowly. So when you have something that has protein, it's going to digest, it's going to go, it's not going to be excreted, you know, that quickly, like something that, that would be a quick burning carb, like for example, a piece of toast or a bagel or any kind of pastry, uh, or even like we were talking about oatmeal. You know, it's actually going to increase. It's going to it's going to decrease the the time. The time that it's in your stomach is going to be more. So you're not going to have as much appetite, and you're not going to double up on your calories as you would if you ate one of those fast burning carbs or faster burning carbs. Um, Secondly, having more protein, it's increasing your metabolism. It's actually helping to make sure that your muscles have what they need to, to continue to, to, to be as strong as they can be, which is extremely important in midlife. So even by eating protein, we're seeing that that's helping to maintain muscle mass and sometimes even build it, even if you're not doing strength training. Of course, strength training is, the, is another thing that's really great for metabolism. But actually adding protein is going to help empower your body. Um, and so, so some examples of a protein more breakfast, and these are things that you can start to do instead of only perhaps having either a bagel that sounds healthier than, you know, other things, um, or skipping breakfast. This is, or having a coffee or with nothing else or having just fruit. And so I'm going to talk about why that's important. Now, when you have, when you have certain things like fruit, you're feeling like it's healthy. But what's happening is when you have that fruit by itself, it's going to spike your blood sugar and it's going to create fat storage. So it's extremely important to pair your foods. And when you pair a fruit with a protein, then your, uh, then your blood sugar stays more stable. You're feeling full for longer because that fruit is not digesting and breaking down as quickly because you're consuming it together. And, uh, and then as a result, you're storing less fat. Um, and so this is really actually feels magical when it's happening to your body because you're adding food to your morning and yet you're burning more fat. And this fat is really oftentimes starting at your, with your belly fat that's burning because that's where it's going, going on when you're up, when you're increasing your blood sugar very quickly and decreasing it by only eating certain foods alone. So I'd love to give some examples of protein more breakfast to to um, to make it um, easy to take action on. Um, and so I'll start off with a breakfast that is uh, I'll, I'll share a, bre a breakfast that takes a little bit more time and not too much time, but it feels really good. I'll also share a very quick breakfast that's really great for vegans. And then I'll share like a grab and go breakfast that is um, that is also really helpful and very easy. These are all easy breakfasts. So these all have protein in it, and there's always a way that you can find a way, you know, a way to add protein, whether you have time, whether you're in a hurry, or any of your preferences that you have for food. Um, so the first breakfast that I recommend for protein more is an egg breakfast, but usually people are going to have two eggs. That's what's common to have at breakfast. So let me just break this down a little bit. When I say protein more, ideally, you're having around 30 grams of protein at each meal. 
Um, and so two eggs, that equals 12 grams. So that's less than half. And so when you're finding that you're hungry later on, it's because you didn't have enough protein. And a lot of times we supplement that with having more bread or having more fast burning carbs that are actually causing that fat gain to happen. Not bad to have bread, but you, you also want to have the right formula of having enough protein and enough carbs um, so that they balance out. So what I recommend is really boosting up that egg breakfast by adding around a half to three fourths cup of liquid egg whites, which equals three eggs. But it doesn't have the, the yolk in it, which is important because having two yolks is actually giving you a good amount of healthy fats and you don't necessarily want to go over. It's also giving you the cholesterol that is healthy. But if you go over that, it becomes unhealthy. So that's why we're supplementing with a leaner, lower fat protein. And it's just easy to have egg whites because it all kind of goes together. So when you're doing this, you're getting three, uh, three fourths cup of egg whites is 15 grams of protein. So when you add the two together, that's 27 grams of protein. And you are going to feel so satiated, especially when I tell you about the sides that you have. So you can make this into, um, you know, into an omelet, sunny side up, however you want to do it. And I, I recommend what I call an anti-inflammatory boost to your protein more breakfast, which really helps to decrease the inflammation that you may be experiencing um, or may experience. And it just helps to be proactive. So when you're having eggs, adding turmeric to it and black pepper is a really great way to uh, to reduce inflammation because turmeric is known for decreasing inflammation and it's a natural spice. Um, it does not really taste like anything. It's absolutely not spicy. It's very neutral in flavor. And when you combine it with black pepper, it activates the the uh, the, the compound in uh, in turmeric to be absorbed more uh, more effectively from your body. So you want to have like a, just a little dash of black pepper and around a half teaspoon or a little bit less of turmeric, a fourth to a half teaspoon for your serving. Um, you could put any veggies in this egg, you know, this egg, um, that's this omelet or whatever it may be. You could do any of that. So, so you have that and then you on the side, it's important to have some fiber or some low sugar fruit. So what would be really great is to have about a half cup of berries um, because that berries are also low sugar, but they're filled with fiber, which is something else that helps you stay full for longer with less calories. So it's like what we're doing here is we're kind of we're kind of you know finding the 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 these secrets and we're understanding the properties of food and how when you combine them we can use them to keep ourselves more full, but they can also taste really good. Of course, you can sprinkle some cinnamon on these on the berries as well. That even brings it to another level. But, you know, that's your choice if you'd like to do that. So so having this really good protein, more egg breakfast with a side of berries, you should really feel satiated for several hours. And if you need to have something else, you could have something like an apple with peanut butter, like in the in the morning. Um, but remember to pair the apple with either a protein or a healthy fat like peanut butter because you're going to slow the absorption. So, um, so that's an example of a protein more egg breakfast. Um, and then you can also do, uh, if you're kind of on the go or you want to have a vegan option, is to do uh, a, a metabolism boosting morning smoothie. And, and so smoothies are so wonderful. I've seen so much success when women find a, or women or men find a smoothie recipe and then you just do it. You just know that it's the one, your go-to recipe. It's, you don't even have to think about it. 
Um, so the key with having a metabolism boosting morning recipe is first of all, most of the recipes on the internet are not metabolism boosting. They're very high in sugar. They're not going to increase your metabolism and they're going to keep you hungry and craving for more food. I know because I've looked at thousands of them online and also when I go to smoothie shops. So what you, what you can do is I'm going to share with you a formula of the types of foods to add to your morning smoothie um, because this is going to really uh, decrease your hunger, increase your metabolism, and it's going to give you all the components of what you need to feel really good in the morning and, and then just not be hungry even until lunch. Um, so first of all, you want to have a non-dairy milk or a non-dairy liquid because we've seen so much, so many studies. I've personally seen this with so many of my clients that dairy is going to create um, extra bloating. It's going to sometimes block your weight loss. So it's so good if you can do something like an almond milk, a cashew milk, or even just water, or you could do an unsweetened coconut milk. Um, so you're still having that texture, but you're not having the dairy with the lactose in it. And that's really creating that additional sugar. And so you're, you're saying you're not having that in your diet, um, or you can just decrease it. Um, so having uh, a one glass of non-dairy milk or water is great. Then you want to definitely have a protein powder, um, and you can have a vegan protein powder or a whey protein powder, but this protein powder is really important. You're going to mix it with some other natural things, but we want to boost your protein. And this is an easy way to do it. There's some really good protein powders out there that are low sugar, and the protein should be between 25 and 30 grams for each scoop or for, for each serving. Um, if you don't like protein powder, you don't like the idea of protein powder, that's okay. You can also use Greek yogurt around five and a half ounces, and that's gonna give you a great protein boost of around like 18 grams or so if you get a good one. Um, then a few things you can do is add a half cup of low sugar fruit. I think strawberries taste amazing. You could add a cup of greens. You could add a cup of spinach, for example, frozen or fresh. And then you get just a boost of your nutrition in the morning. It's, it's like all these veggies and you don't taste it when it's in your smoothie. Um, and then finally, two more things. One that I call my secret ingredient, which is, is flaxseed. So using a tablespoon or two tablespoons of flaxseed, that's going to give you fiber and it's going to give you some healthy fats. And that's going to really help in keeping you satiated along with that protein. And then you can add those sprigs of mint we talked about for the infused de-bloating water, six to 10 of them, because they just that, that refreshing scent is going to help you not have sugar cravings for the morning. So you can, those are these, you can always keep out the, keep, you know, keep the, the mint out if you don't have it. Um, you can always swap one of these fruits with another one veggie for another veggie, but this is kind of a good formula that when you drink this, it's going to feel really refreshing and very healthy and your metabolism is going to get going and you, it starts to become easy to put these ingredients together after you do it the first time. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that's the metabolism boosting morning smoothie. And then one more grab and go. This is if you are just like really need to run out. If you eat Greek yogurt or cottage cheese, having those individual sized ones, um, grabbing one of those, I recommend ones that have around uh, 15 to 18 grams of protein. And whether you have it full fat or non-fat, it doesn't really matter. Um, but if you want to add nuts to it, you could add like two tablespoons of walnuts or, or um, slivered almonds. Then you just want to pair that with like a non-fat one because you're getting your fat from the nuts. And then you can sprinkle some cinnamon and put a half cup of berries. And it's like a parfait 
but it's a parfait of low sugar, high protein and high fiber with these things that we've, we've added to it. Um, so yeah, those are the three protein more breakfasts I recommend to get started. And it's good to just choose one and get, and get going with it. Either the egg breakfast, the smoothie or the grab and go Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. If you eat dairy, if you eat those things. Thank you so much. It's, it's so great to have very specific examples that people can right away go to the grocery store and purchase and just start using because it sometimes the guesswork is really tough and it's the barrier that gets us moves us from knowledge to action and wisdom is knowledge and action and i wanted to provide a few insights to that first of all um, adding protein to my breakfast was the thing that i resisted the most and once i started taking it on it was the thing that made the biggest difference like what nagina is saying is absolutely true protein has the satiating effect and what's interesting is that um, our body uses fat and carbohydrates for energy like for calories it uses protein primarily for building and it takes more energy to break it down than it does to break down fat and, and, and um, carbohydrates. So it tends to not contribute towards the total calories. And what's interesting is that it's, um, it's really hard to overeat protein. Like imagine if someone gives you a piece of steak or, you know, um, or some tofu and they're like, eat more. And you're like, I'm, I can't eat more, you know, like the body knows you know, when it needs to stop, so to speak, whereas with carbohydrates and, and fat, the body wants to store energy for future use. So it kind of will just take whatever you give it. it doesn't really have that stop measurement, so to speak. So protein is definitely the thing that satiates, that like gives you satisfaction and keeps you fuller for longer. So you can, you know, make it until lunchtime without snacking multiple times in between and from lunch to dinner and after dinner. And research shows that people tend to overeat or just eat enough for dinner, but under eat at lunch and almost not eat enough, as you're saying, you know, for, for breakfast. So for me, adding it to my breakfast was a big, big, big game changer. And I can't do eggs and I can't do dairy. It's, it's my food sensitivity. So what I do is I, I buy um, the small fish, the, the salmon, the mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring, and I buy them, you know, in the cans with a packed mm -hmm or salt brine or olive oil, like I'm really careful about food additives and just making sure the ingredients are really clean with no, you know, sunflower oil or soy oil or corn oil and all that kind of stuff. So really clean um, fish. And I, and that also I get my omega threes from that. So I add those to my breakfast and I think it's about four, four ounces gives about 25 to 30 grams. Um, and it's really fascinating. Like once you start paying attention to the protein content in your breakfast and in your lunch and your dinner. At first, it does take a little bit of mathematics, but once you get the hang of it, you start to understand like how much protein you have in each meal and it's easier to hit your targets. And I love that you gave Ozempic as an example because yes, Ozempic um, helps weight loss. It's very effective for that. Um, about 40% of the weight you lose is muscle. And so if I were to put you on a very strict fast, you would lose muscle, but only about 15%. Whereas Ozempic seems to have this like muscle wasting effect so that when you come off of it, not only, not only do the food cravings come back, but you've lost a significant amount of this very important body organ, which, you know, muscle helps gobble up sugar. It helps maintain your metabolism. So it's kind of when you, when you add protein to your breakfast and to your lunch in sufficient quantities, and you make sure you have it, of course, at dinner enough as well, 
Protein has a muscle boosting effect. It actually stimulates muscle growth when you eat enough protein at one meal. That's, that's where the 25 to 30 gram um, calculation comes from is, is what is required to actually create a muscle, um, you know, m- healthy muscle response. Um, and then you, so now you're kind of like, you're taking this food as medicine, which not only doesn't, which not only causes you to feel more satisfied, causes you to lose weight if you're in excess weight, you know, state. Um, it also will cause you to maintain, if not improve your muscle mass so that as you age, you stay strong and fit, you know, so I, like I cannot um, emphasize how important this third step has is and that people really, really like if you're listening to this or watching this, you should really pay attention. And um, the other thing is when you're buying yogurt, there's some really crappy yogurt out there. So look at the ingredient list. Don't look at how much fat it has or whatever first look at the ingredient list first if there's any added sugar which comes as like maltodextrin or dextrose or you know high fructose corn syrup or whatever any natural flavors or artificial flavors don't choose that one choose the one where it's like milk bacterial cultures maybe water you know that kind of thing like that's the kind and then you add as nagina was saying you add your own berries you're at you know if it's the low fat one add your own nuts um and it really protein should be eaten with fat. It that that's how protein in nature comes into us. So if you do buy the low fat um, dairy, definitely add the nuts because nuts are a great source of fat, not a good source of protein. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Towards your protein count, that like is a that's a mistake I was making. I was having oatmeal and I was adding nuts to my oatmeal, thinking I was having my protein, and then it took me actually make, doing the calculations to go. Oh, I'm only getting like five grams of protein with these nuts. And if I have, if I add more nuts, I'll get more protein, but then I have 70 grams of fat, which is just way excessive, right? Like fat is healthy, but in the Goldilocks range, not too little, not too much. So um, yes, I I think that this was just so incredibly important. Um, All of these steps. And that's the thing, like it may seem simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the most powerful and you have to figure out what works for your lifestyle, you know, what, what works for you. Um, and the protein one, I think, is more challenging in terms of fitting into your lifestyle. If you do have food sensitivities or if you're a vegetarian or vegan, it's definitely it will be more, um, you know, more challenging. However, it's not insurmountable. It requires a little bit of effort to figure it out. And once you've figured it out, it's the formula you can use forever, you know. So it's it's that front-loading the effort to get the long-term benefits. So Nagina, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. You are just full of wisdom and knowledge. And I appreciate you being here today, sharing your valuable time to make an impact on this world to help others. And if you want to connect and work with Nagina, if you want to get a taste for what it's like to be in her amazing energy, she has an upcoming five-day metabolism boost for women. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Here it is just in case you're a visual person. And she's so kindly offered a sweet spice cheat sheet that you can download again using the link in the show notes. It's an amazing resource. And it's all about adding in that flavor and deliciousness deliciousness into your life um, with habit stacking in terms of other added benefits. So Thank you so much. And again, is there anything else that you wanted to um, say to our audience today? 
No, that was so amazing just to be able to talk through everything and just, you know, everything that you're mentioning. I've seen, you know, what we're talking about, the protein more. I've actually seen in my clients when they're adding protein, even women that are not working out, they're taking their muscle mass and it's increasing. And this is the next step, as I mentioned, to to increasing your metabolism, doing the breakfast you really want to increase your muscle mass. This is very key. And you don't have to feel like you have to only exercise. It's also about increasing your protein. That's also going to keep you full. So these are really, these, these, these guidelines are really true, real life, healthy ways to eat that are not fads or tricks. It's more about learning how this food is impacting your body. So yes, it has been so delightful talking with you and we're on this, such the same page and I love everything that you shared. Um, so thank you, Dr. Patricia. Okay, and if you're watching this, please feel free to save, share, subscribe. Sharing is caring, and it helps other people access this life-saving, life-changing information. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, your night, depending on when you catch this. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.